I'd like to welcome all of our out-of-town visitors. As a visitor myself, I can't exactly tell who's a visitor and who's not, but typically this time of year, lots of families go back to visit mom and dad and the grandparents, and if you're one of those, we welcome you. You always have a parish home here in Boyd County. This is family time. Christmas is probably the preeminent family holiday, and today, coincidentally, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. First thing we should know is Mary is our mother. When Jesus was on the cross, and he said to John, Behold your mother, and he said to Mary, Behold your son, on one level, he was giving Jesus over, he was giving Mary over to John to take care of her and support her since he was not going to be around to do that. But on a second level, Jesus was giving Mary to all of us. John, as his beloved disciple and one of the apostles, represents the church. We, as members of the church, also received Mary as our mother on that day. Now, there's a couple of practical benefits to having Mary as a mother. If you are like many of us and you have lost your natural mother, you still have a mother that you can talk to. Mary, through the church, is more present to us right now than our deceased natural mothers. And we can go to her, we can talk to her, we can love her, we can feel her love. And that is available to all of us. The second advantage of having Mary is that there are many of us who did not have good fathers. The father, your father might have been absent, your father might have been abusive. And when we say you should love God, your father, as a good earthly, you would love a good earthly father, people don't know how to process that if they've never had a good earthly father. And it really can inhibit their spiritual growth because they don't know how to think of God the Father. They've never had a good earthly example. So these people also sometimes really have trouble developing a relationship with Jesus because Jesus was a man and they don't trust men. If you're one of these people or you know someone who is one of these people, my encouragement would be first to go to Mary. O Clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Mary does not frighten anyone. She's a gentle, loving soul, as a good mother should be. And no matter what background trauma there might be, you can always go to Mary. And when you're ready, Mary will lead you to her son, Jesus, because that's simply what she does. And of course, Jesus will take you to the Father. Some people criticize us for our respect and honor for Mary, and they say, well, you worship Mary, and we should only worship God. You shouldn't worship Mary or the other saints, and I would agree with that. We do not worship Mary. We never have, never will, and if you're doing it now, quit it. The confusion comes from the word pray. We do pray to Mary, but Mary, uh, pray is not a Latin or a Greek word. Pray is an old English word, and it means to ask. You might have seen this 
Perhaps in an old English courtroom drama, for example, the lawyer might say to the judge, I pray that you release my client on bail, for example. Or the expression, pray tell. It means, please tell me, I ask you to tell me. Pray means to ask, and when we pray to Mary and when we pray to the saints, we're simply asking. We're developing a friendship and a relationship with them, and we're asking them to go to Jesus, who is the source of all grace, and to petition him to give us whatever it is that we're asking for. So don't let that word pray throw you. Pray does not equal worship. Pray equals to ask. Of course, we honor Mary so much because of her great yes. When the angel Gabriel came to Mary, we think she was maybe 14 or 15 years old. 14 or 15 year old girl. The angel of the Lord appears to her and says, Mary, will you be the mother of the Son of God? And Mary didn't say, well, I gotta go talk to my parents. She didn't say, I gotta sleep on this. She simply said, thy will be done. Now Mary at that moment did not know if her yes would lead to glory or if it would lead her to the foot of a cross. Of course, ultimately led her to both. She didn't know that. She simply said, yes, because she trusted God. She had a deep relationship with God. God asked this of her, and she simply said, God knows what's best, yes. Her great leap of faith. Now Joseph was also known for great leaps of faith. And this is, and a couple of them are related in the gospel reading from today. Just think about this, Joseph was sound asleep in his bed, and in a dream, not even awake, in a dream, the angel comes to him and said, Joseph, marry this pregnant girl and help raise the Son of God. He got up and he did it. He takes Mary to Bethlehem, Jesus is born, and then in today's reading, he has another dream. Get up in the middle of the night, load the donkey, run. The soldiers are coming. He gets up and he does it, he doesn't question it. And later when he's in Egypt, he has another dream that says it's safe to go home. Now I've had weird dreams and I know you have too. And hopefully you don't act on all of your weird dreams. So what was it that allowed Joseph to realize this was a message from God and not just the residuals of whole pizza and beer the night before? Joseph had a deep prayer life. He recognized God and he recognized God's messenger when they appeared to him, even in a dream. And he got up and he went. We need to learn to take such leaps of faith. And today, my invitation would be to take a leap of faith to grow into relationship with the Holy Family. As baptized Christians, we are baptized into the body of Christ already. So as the body of Christ, we are already sort of in the Holy Family, and there's an invitation to us 
to grow in our relationship with Mary, to grow in our relationship with Jesus, to become more tightly wound into that holy family, and to see that that will eventually lead us closer to Jesus. We can do this through our prayer life, the rosary, contemplation, spiritual reading. We can do all of these things that will lead us closer into the holy family. Think about what Joseph is honored for today. I'm sure that Joseph was a hardworking, skilled craftsman who built many things in his life. Have you ever seen or even seen a picture of anything Joseph built? All of those things have turned to dust in 2,000 years. What we know Joseph for and what we honor Joseph for is for his relationship with God, his relationship with Jesus. And that is what lasts. And this is an example to all of us. All of those things we spend our lives working so hard for, working for money, working for career, working for our farm, working for our business, those things don't last. All of those things are chaff in the wind. The only thing that lasts, the only thing that we will be known for in the end is what kind of relationship that we have with Jesus. And the Holy Family can help us with that relationship. We want to be known for that. If there's nothing wrong with making money, there's nothing wrong with building a farm or a business. Those are good things. But the point is, if those things are keeping us away from Mass and the sacraments and a prayer life, then those things have become bad. Because you're giving up the permanent the ultimate thing for a lesser thing. So this Christmas season, let us resolve to grow in our relationship with Christ. Because ultimately that is the only thing that matters. <laughs>